Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. I is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. Rolling. Do not be trying to take off early for these holidays. Come on now. I know everybody's got Monday and Tuesday off, and then you're trying to slip this Friday in as well. Finish the day. Finish the day strong. Let's finish our Thursday. All right? Let's not. Let's, I mean, we need this. We need this. We got a big show planned for you today. Um, we got a new, we got new announcement on the uh, Baylor men's tennis front. I love tennis. Wimbledon has started. In fact, Aaron... The qualifying stuff's going on right now, and you can see that on ESPN+. Plus. I love Wimbledon. Love the thought of playing on that grass surface. Oh, man. And uh, the guy we're going to have on at 420 has played professional tennis, has likely played at Wimbledon, won several ATP titles, was ranked both in doubles and singles back in the day, and one of the greatest all-time players at... Old Dominion. Aaron, that, that rings a bell. I, I think we I think the Bears tennis, men's tennis has all kinds of connections to Old Dominion. I think Michael Woodson's got all kinds of connections. Old Dominion rings a bell to me. All right. So this guy we're gonna have on who's a professional tennis player just got a big promotion. He's an associate head coach for the Bears now, uh, men's tennis. Isaac Vandermeera. Okay, we'll have another go at that. Isaac Vandermeerva. All right, and that is the new coach's name. Now, he's been around. He showed up on the Baylor campus uh, circa 2019 after his professional career ended and was like a volunteer coach. Now he is the associate head coach. And... uh, Aaron, our graphics team. I mean, I, I don't. I have not heard from anybody. I hope they have not gone on an early vacation. All oh, the graphics <laughs> at Central National Bank. Thank you, Central National Bank. We love you. We got great banks in Central Texas, but boy, Central National Bank has been our presenting sponsor for a while now. It's a very creative bunch, cool bunch. They they've got people over there that can do graphics, this graphic design. They can call a football game. Um, they, they're way into soccer, especially Brian Fondle, executive vice president. Uh, Veronica over there is big time. Veronica Thompson, uh, she's very, very talented in a lot of different areas. And so it's a good bank. The Nesbitt family knew what they were doing. And uh, CNB is a big part of what we do. We just had another recent uh, uh, group that signed on re-upped with us, and that's Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. In fact, Aaron, I mean, you can feel very proud when you're kind of given the headlines on on Campus Confidential, knowing that that thing is underwritten by 
Jim Turner Chevrolet. Aaron, do you see some of that money coming in? <laughs> no, don't answer that. Jim Turner Chevrolet, the fine sponsor of uh, of Campus Confidential. So we got a lot of fun stuff to get to today. Rangers win again. Aaron, that's the only thing about having a really good baseball team is that in the, in the past, if you, you kind of wanted to sit down the sixth or seventh inning and just kind of watch it from there, generally this team has it taken care of. It's well in hand. You almost had the Maddox. You almost had the Maddox, which is named after Greg Maddox last night, almost had a complete game for under 100 uh, uh, pitches. Um, and, and, of course, that was none other than Dane Dunning just getting it done and uh, major, major outing, and uh, he eight and two-thirds, and then he gave up a two-run homer. It was going to be a – oh, that's what a, that's what a Maddox is, Aaron, a, a shutout, complete game shutout below 100 pitches. And that's where our man was headed, and he get, somebody got on, and then he gave up a two-run homer. Aaron, what was the final score of that game? Ten to two. It was ten to two. So, you know, frustrating uh, that, uh, that he almost had it, but uh, did not quite – did not quite get home with it. So, very exciting, all the things we have uh, going on. Aaron, I like I, – I continue to watch the progress in the All-Star voting. This morning, they wrapped up some of the All-Star voting. I still think they ought to find a way to get Dane Dunning involved. Aaron, though, I want to see Jonah Heim catching in the All-Star game. Wouldn't that be appropriate, and wouldn't that be great? I just happened to be reading something on him yesterday, Aaron. Like, his career batting average was somewhere around, like, 212 or 214. I mean, he was a, he was known as a really good glove, good catcher, just didn't hit the ball that much. Aaron, he's turned into a monster. I mean, Jonah Heim, where does he hit in the lineup? Let's see, sixth. Aaron, that's, I mean... Every hitter in the Rangers lineup, you can make the argument, I mean, other than wherever Otani hits, as Otani hit second or third, wherever Otani hits, he that's going to be the best. But Simeon, Seeger, Lowe, um, Adolis, Josh Young, then Heim, and that's before you even get to, like, Duran and at the end, you know, Leody, uh Tavares, in the nine hole, who am I missing, Aaron? Sometimes there's Jankowski, sometimes Josh Smith. I'm missing one outfielder who hits in that eight hole. But it's or I'm missing a DH, right? Sometimes you get sometimes you get Heim playing um, uh, catcher and Mitch Garver DHing, and Mitch will hit seventh or eighth or whatever. I mean, I this is the dangest lineup I've seen in a long, long time. Aaron, did that, isn't that what TV – oh, you were gone. The, the, the voice of Rangers TV told us last week he thinks it's the best Rangers lineup of all time, the best lineup they've ever had, which, again, they used to have all the <laughs> Pudge and Rafi and, and Juan Gonzalez, you know, Will Juan Gone, 
Will Clark was in there playing first. Of course, Rafi was playing first before Will came in. I mean, it, it just it's hard to imagine being able to make that statement. But, Aaron, when you look at the numbers, top to bottom, I don't even think the World Series lineups were this good. Who were those lineups? Beltray, Michael Young, Ian Kinsler. Nelly Cruz. Nelly. trying to think who was playing center on those teams um who was racing around out there in center field anyway i mean it is an unbelievable lineup right now all right aaron we continue to have one of the best lineups in the state of texas on our radio station and here comes a woman who loves a good golf cart in fact that's how she arrived today to do her segment. Aaron, what time is it? It's time for Stephanie Sports Talk, sponsored by Advanced Leveling and Foundation Repair, Epperson Tractor, Europe Services, Mission Golf Cars, Myatt Fuels, Uncle Worm Smokehouse, and Texas Cuisine. Aaron, Stephanie is one that kind of is the grass is always greener. You know, she'll, <laughs> she'll be on one show. Like, I think I'll enjoy being on this show more and then she's like i think this other show gonna give me more time ah. she will if she does in fact leave us she will miss us i will and, and there there's not a show out there that's gonna like i mean the, the interaction it, it, i mean it's it's hard to it's hard to duplicate now now she's always wherever ward ends up is where stephanie wants to be and I'm not Aww, suggesting anything. Oh, come on now. But no, she follows <laughs> All Ward of y'all are my favorites. Like, uh, no, up <laughs> yeah. and down the hall. Ward, what can I do for you? Oh, uh, that you is need? not true. Ward, how's Coco? How's Coco? No, should I do ask our, that. Should we get our dogs together and have like a play date? <laughs> I mean, I, I, Whenever if I were Scott, I would monitor those. Ho- no, I'm kidding. Scott's <laughs> very secure. What are you going to say, Aaron? Aaron's about to pipe. No, I was I was going to make a joke, but it would have been. Go ahead. What I, is I it? I was going to say anytime I need to talk to Ward, I have to run her out of his office. She's oh, that's in there so talking sports I'm usually, or whatever. No, I'm usually in there recording commercials. So I mean, no, that's not true. Matt, you know you're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> you're oh. my top. You're my top two. Oh, uh, your favorite. Oh, no, thanks. You're welcome. That changed really quickly, You're, didn't it? No, uh, she quickly caught that one. Aaron's because moving up her, the list. <laughs> her, Aaron, her favorite left the building, okay? Don't want to get too far into it. But he moved on down the road, and she still calls him. She came back the other day. They had had interaction. They had been interacting, and so she cannot quit that guy. Y'all all are right. all my favorite. That's all I have to say. <laughs> all of you. Uh-oh. All right, uh, Stephanie, what um, what are you kind of thinking about today? I mean, boy, you've well, had some poignant ones recently. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got kids that uh, have hearing deficit that have gone on to do great things, and mm-hmm. we were talking about that. I'm going to be rooting for that young man Absolutely. at university, uh, Special Olympics. <clears throat> you love talking about that. I think they went over to Berlin for that. They did, and I'm, I think they're actually done. I know that we have – that USA got some medals. I think we did in track and field. Aaron, um, is that a pretty good report from the Special Olympics? <laughs> the, 
the USA got some medals. We did. I is don't. That, I think it's accurate. Like it is accurate <laughs> we, that we yeah. did get some. I'm not sure how many, but I know we did get some because I was keeping up with that Amanda, uh, the swimmer that I had brought to y'all's attention. Um, and uh, I honestly have been so busy. I didn't even check to see how many medals she got. So I will give you a full report tomorrow. But I do know the USA did get a few medals. I don't think we did as well as we wanted to. But, hey, the fact that all of those athletes are over there, I think that is amazing. So Yeah. Anyways. Hey, Stephanie, bring Ward in with you tomorrow, I, all right? That's so it's okay, funny. I was going to okay, tell you he was coming on. Yeah. If it's okay, if he if y'all are on board with it, we'll make a, like a big programming announcement yes, tomorrow. Yes, that would be great. I'd already right. was going to talk to you about that, but I wanted Monday. To, yeah. Monday, we're still. I think there's a lot of <laughs> negotiations going on. <laughs> I, I'm negotiating Whether, for you. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't think. I think you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah. There. Right. But Friday, everybody's going to be happy. You're like, yes. hey, it's our final day before our big vacation, our four day weekend, and uh, and and we'll have we'll have a big programming announcement here at ESPN Central Texas. Yes. Now, Stephanie, I want you to get to it. I'm sorry. Okay, that's all right. We have a that's Baylor right. tennis guest, and I'm telling you, these people are so punctual. Well, let the me Europeans get... are just more punctual than yeah. uh, well, well, South African. Let me get to this. Okay, continue. So, this okay, I'm is, sorry. so we know who Quentin Johnston is, formal Temple Wildcat player. He's now He was the first-round pick. 21st pick in the first round draft, and he's playing at the L.A. Chargers, wide receiver for TCU. Um, So yesterday, Matt, he was in Temple at the Wildcat Stadium at a football camp for kids. 75 kids were there. And Coach Stewart, head coach for uh, Temple High School football, was there as well. His parents were there. And um, he did an interview with one of our local television stations yesterday evening and said, you know, Temple was and Coach Stewart, Temple High School and Coach Stewart was a big part of getting me and supporting me all through my football career. And now he's in the NFL. Um, but he came back to do this football camp for all these kids. And can you imagine if you're like eight, nine years old and you are out there on the football field running passes, catching balls from this NFL player? I mean, that is exciting. Uh, They interviewed Coach Stewart, and Coach Stewart said, um, just to watch this kid mature over the years and to see him grow into the man that he is, um, it's an honor and a privilege to have coached him. And so, you know, I feel like, and I've, I've said this before on air, is that when God puts you in a position or you have a platform, I think it is important that you give back to your community and be sure to thank those who have helped you get there. And so... Uh, that's what Quentin did this week. He flew back here to Central Texas. He put on this football camp for these kids yesterday, and I just thought I'd bring attention to that because, um, you know, he is a Central Texas, um, you know, what am I going to say, family member, and his parents are still still live in Temple. And so I just think, you know, his parents raised him well is what I have to say. Um, big part of Central Texas, and so I thought I would just bring attention to that. There you go. Man, Aaron, uh, how about that? I mean, just a <laughs> lot of factual stuff. And, and I mean, that was really good. Quentin Johnston is uh, is one of the greatest to ever come through there mm-hmm. and had an enormous role in TCU success. Stephanie, I like that. And I like seeing our local guys come back 
Now, Stephanie, your assignment for tomorrow, I need to get a hold of Quentin. We need to get him <laughs> on the show. I'll see what so I can I'll, do. I'll need you to book that. Okay, I'll right? see what I can um, do. I'll see if he's yeah. still around. But, you know, he's got a lot to do in training yeah. camp, and I'm going to be watching him. Um, you know, he wants that position, but, you know, he's up against, what, Palmer and I can't remember who else, but, yeah. So we'll see what he does. But I will see if I can get a hold of him for you so you can interview him. How's that? <laughs> well, I like that. Man, all kinds of uh, NFL talk in high school. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank, Thank you, you for Stephanie Sports Corner. We appreciate that. All right. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Strong work. Strong work, as always. Stephanie Sports Corner. There she goes in her Mission Golf cart, just heading out of the parking lot, doing a wheelie. Taking selfies. That's right. Oh, she loves a good selfie. She does. Uh, all right. We've got big-time tennis talk coming up. I love playing tennis, and I like it when Baylor men's tennis makes a big move. They have... And what the the person who just got the big bump is uh, going to be on with us next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. Give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7, turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just hard beat away, McGregor. We treat you like family. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys that we are available. We have appointments. If you have any questions about cracking your sheetrock, doors sticking, or if you're looking to buy a home and you have concerns, please feel free to give us a call. We'll send somebody out to take a look. Our number is 254-235-4922, or you can find us at fixitjimmy.com. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, July 1st, and Sunday, July 2nd at the Bell County Expo Center, the Real Texas Gun Show. Proud to be the place where small mom-and-pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The variety at the show is extensive, and oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find hunting gear, collectibles, lots of ammo, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show July 1st, 9 to 5, and July 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show. 
ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, joined now by the new associate head coach, Baylor Men's Tennis, Izak uh, Vandermerva. And uh, Izak, I'm uh, very excited for you. I saw that news go out the other day, and I said, I got to get that man on the radio show. Uh, <laughs> congratulations. That is, uh, that's very fun. And uh, Thank you. I, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy for you. Thank you very much, Matt. No, it's uh, it's been a great ride at Baylor. Um, starting a few years ago, uh, eighteen nineteen was my first season as a volunteer, and I kind of took the plunge to get back into uh, college coaching. You know, for the first time after finishing the professional tour, and and uh, things have worked out uh, better than I could ever thought. And uh, you know, my dream was always to be at Baylor for a long time, but, you know, the college coaching world can be uh, transient and people can move around a lot. Um, but I've been very lucky and fortunate to be here at Baylor for five seasons and entering my sixth season and and uh, working so closely with Michael Woodson um, and Jackie Haddock, our ops, ops director. Uh, they've been here all this time, and it's been just the best experience. What about Michael? Like um, when y'all got together, what did you kind of learn about him, and and how instrumental has he been in your coaching career? Y'all seem to really function well together, or he wouldn't have uh, given you this promotion. What? Um, how? How? How does it work between you guys, and and why has it seemingly worked so well? You know, uh, it's it's been a, a great relationship, you know, and, and not just a working relationship, but uh, outside of work, we're very close friends. Um, our families are very close as well. And, uh, you know, Michael, it, it was it was so cool because Michael was here at Baylor when I first arrived as a as a volunteer. And and I felt like we were kind of in the trenches together, you know, working day in, day out, Um working hard to get the right players on the roster, uh, working hard with the current players that we had. And, um, you know, he brought so much coaching experience um, uh, to the to the fold. Uh, you know, he's been, uh, you know, so he, he had more coaching experience than, than I did. And I had more of the playing experience, you know, and I think that's why we kind of gelled so well. And I learned a lot from him how to manage the players, handle the players, uh, build the relationship with the players so that we can kind of, uh, build that trust so that we can really get to a place where we can give them some of the um, the coaching, sometimes the direct coaching that they need on the court, you know. And I think I, I came from the player background, and those were the things that I needed to learn, you know, as I was putting my coaching hat on, uh, so to speak. And, and I think I learned so much from Michael, and, and I think hopefully he learned from me as well, um, bringing just a different background to the – uh, to the coaching staff, and I think that's why we've worked so well. We've we've been through some adversity over the years. We feel like we've been in the trenches together, and and I've just learned so much from him, and just love working for him uh, every day. You know, so it's been a great relationship. Well, uh, you had a you had a doubles and singles, uh, really good rankings, total of seventeen ATP Challenger Tour singles and doubles titles, and I'm sure a lot of these players yeah. want to get to that level. 
Um, how inquisitive are they about that, about your playing career? Are they, do they like to pepper you with questions and, and, and ask you about some of these tournaments that you either won or were, were in? I would think when Wimbledon comes up, everybody, including me, wants to know, okay, did you go qualify for Wimbledon at some point? What was that experience like? I bet, I bet, you do, I bet the players love tapping into that. Yeah, you know, I think there comes a balance. There's a balance with that. Um, I think some players get tired of hearing about a coach and the coach's escapades on the tour, and I did this and I did that. And, and so it's a little bit of a balance. But I think, you know, the reason why I always got into coaching and coaching at this level with, with a team like Baylor is because I felt like I, I've been in their shoes. Um, I know where they want to go, and I – you know, I've been there and I've kind of done it and, and I've put in the hard yards and worked really hard to, to achieve uh, my dreams and goals as a tennis player. And, and I really want to help them, just be a resource for them to help them along. And and there comes uh, periods during their time here at Baylor or where they may be maybe low down on their luck or they're doing really well. And, and I can kind of bring some perspective, you know, and say, hey, at one point, I was in the spot where, you know, I wasn't winning a lot of matches. This is how I got out of it. Or I was on a high. This is how you kind of use that to kind of move up the uh, mountain of achievement, so to speak. And and so I think that's where it's great. And, yeah, we have a bunch of guys that aspire to play professional tennis. And they want to – a lot of people that come to Baylor to play tennis, they want to – they're doing it because they want the shot to eventually move on and make a living on the tour. And we have a bunch of guys doing it right now, like Connie Franson and Matthias Soto and Charlie Broom, who's played for me and Michael. And they're doing it. And, and those are the fun experiences to work with these guys. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we like the inquisitive players and we feel like we have a bunch of them. And uh, just to circle back, I know the grass court season is going on and Wimbledon is going on. And, and uh, Charlie Broom just played in the qualifying there. And it was really fun to talk to him because when I was very young, I, I got a chance to play in the qualifying and made it through into the main draw a couple of yeah. times in, in doubles and once in singles. And it's it's nice to be able to have a conversation with Charlie and say, hey, you know, like these are the things that I kind of looked at and made sure I was doing well and, and just, you know, little things because uh, it can, you never know when it can hit home and, and really help him get over the hump. So it's really cool to be in that position. Did you like that grass surface? Um, most of us don't get to play a lot, especially like in Waco or Central Texas. We don't have a lot of grass yeah. options. Yeah. What did you what did you enjoy about that? Other than I'm, I'm sure it is a little better on your legs or joints or whatever, but it, it really is brings a whole different style and approach, I would think. Yes, and I think, you know, that's we don't see that that often. It's about five weeks of the year. We play on grass uh, on the tour uh, leading into Wimbledon, and sometimes there's maybe one more tournament after Wimbledon in the States uh, on grass. But yeah, it's completely different. It, uh, the ball bounces much lower. Uh, there's, there's a lot of uneven bounces. It takes much more athleticism to play on the grass. You you have to be able to move low uh, to the ground. You have to be kind of fleet-footed, uh, very soft with your movement. So it's not just all power. And uh, it's it's a very athletic surface to play on. And it's, it's really cool to see how the the top players in the world, Djokovic's and 
Nadal's and Federer's, you know, how they adapt their game and how dif- different they play on the grass than any other surface. And I think that's the, the cool thing about the grass is just how athletic it is. And, and it suited my game style. I was a good athlete and I was kind of tall so I could get into the net and I can use my big serve uh, to to win some free points because it really helps to serve. You know, playing on grass since the ball doesn't bounce as high and it uh, takes bad bounces and uh, so forth. So it's a really fun surface, but five weeks is probably enough for most guys to play on it and then they're ready to get back onto the hard courts or the clay courts where most of the tennis is played uh, during the year. But it's a really cool time of year to watch the grass and how, how guys kind of change their games uh, and adapt to the surface. When when you let it rip, uh, Izak, what, what what's about the top speed you could hit? I bet I bet you could just let it go every once in a while. Obviously, you wanted to do it in control, but that sounds like it was one of the strengths of your game. What was kind of the top yeah. end for you? Uh, you know, on my serve, about in the 130 miles an hour, uh, that's about <laughs> where I would max out, you know. Um, but, you know, we have a guy, uh, Connie Franson, who played at Baylor two years ago. He graduated, and he's out on the doubles tour, just broke into the top 100, and uh, he's hitting serves in the 140s, you know, like, so he, he's got a, you know, and I kept on telling Connie when he was at Baylor, I kept on telling him like, listen, you got one of the best serves in the world. You know, you got probably the best serve in college tennis. You got to, uh, you know, keep working on that thing. Cause it's going to make you a lot of money on the tour. And, and he's out there doing a great job and he's doing, doing just that. So, uh, yeah, I had a big serve, but I think Connie's serve is bigger, you know, so Man, Izak Vander Merva joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What do the Bears need to do to get back to that lofty status, playing in Final Fours, playing for the national championship? We get kind of spoiled, and then you have a year where you don't go as far. It's kind of like, wait, what happened? What happened here? And I know, you know, you can't do it every single year, but what do you think gives you guys a chance going to this next season to maybe get back up there and, and have a shot to, to perhaps go all the way. Yes. Now, um, definitely this, this past season was very challenging. And um, I think we, as a team, we wanted to do better than uh, what we did, but uh, we had a few uh, really unfortunate injuries, uh, things, you know, things that happened once in a blue moon and a couple of them just happened in the same season with, with two of our base players. So that made it challenging for us. Uh, the great thing that happened through that, Matt, was that we had an opportunity for our younger players to really step up and get some great experience playing dual match tennis, which is much different than what they used to when they play in the juniors or even when they go out and play on their own uh, in some more professional, professionalized events. So I think that's going to serve us really well for the next season. And, you know, we, we're bringing in four new players, um, and we're very excited about them. And we've always had our eye on 2025. So we've structured the team to kind of turn over a little bit um, during this time. But now we have a team in place that we're going to move forward with for the next couple of seasons. And we're very excited about the guys we're bringing in, we have, have a transfer coming in that has a lot of experience. We have a couple of youngsters coming in, very high talent players, one from South Africa, one from the UK. Uh, so there's just a lot to be excited about uh, the next year, but we're going to have to do the work. You know, we, um, we have to be the fittest team out, out there in college tennis if we want to go deep in the postseason. And so that's something that we're going to focus on and, 
um, you know, just make sure that these these young talented guys are are in great shape and ready to go. So we're gonna, you know, do the hard work and do the smart work, you know, so to speak. You know where to find those South African players, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you have to take advantage of the recruiting edges you have, and and my years on the ground with the South Africans for sure. Yeah. Now, you were really good at doubles and singles, but do you find yourself, does Michael sometimes say, okay, uh, he's like, I want you to really hunker down on these doubles? Is like, I'm just kind of curious how you all divide yeah. things like that because doubles was something you really excelled at in your professional career. Do you continue to spend a lot of time uh, on that aspect of the game? Yeah, you know, d- doubles is much different than singles in – and if I can break it down in terms of, you know, when you play singles, it's very physical and it's about ball striking and you have a lot of time, you know, when you're playing singles. When you're playing doubles, it's much more about strategy um, and maybe execution, just the first few shots, like return to serve. And there's a lot of positioning strategy in terms of where you want to position yourself. And so when you look at the top doubles players in the world, they're not the best physical athletes. They're often much older. They're 35 years old, and those are the best doubles players in the world because they, they're very experienced. They understand the strategy of doubles very well. And so that's where I feel like we can help our players a lot. When they're 17, 18 years old coming to us, they don't necessarily have the experience as doubles players. So we really um, focus on that to... Um, to help the players understand how to play high-level doubles. And I think it served our our team really well last season. And I'm excited for the next couple of years because we're bringing in some great doubles players. And um, I'm excited for them. And, and yeah, I don't think we necessarily divide up the coaching roles, uh, but I think there's a lot of experience that I have in the doubles game that I can help these guys with. And and usually we try to be a... um, you know, on the same page, you know, all three coaches kind of talking the same game to the players. I think that's the most important thing. And Mm. usually we discuss those things off court and make sure that we have the same voice uh, uh, that the players hear. I bet you were poaching everything. Weren't you up there with that height and everything? (laughs) You were stalking in that doubles. I I know, I I noticed playing, uh, there's one of your fellow countrymen was still playing at Wimbledon as of uh, Claussen. And, and as, as you kind of uh, mentioned, I mean, here's a 40-year-old guy that's still out there yeah. uh, playing doubles and playing at a really high level, and that, it's kind of remarkable, isn't it, that 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 that's, that kind of yeah. thing's still going on? Yeah, no, uh, exactly. Raven Raven Clausen is one of my best friends from the tour. We played a lot of doubles together, and you know, he only broke into the top hundred of doubles, I think, when he was age 31, maybe, um, and so he's really made his career between 31 and 40. I think he's turning 41 maybe this year or later. And I just spoke to him and he's basically unwinding his career. And, uh, but what a great player and, and what a great career he's had. And yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great volleyer and I like to think of myself as a, a great net player. And that's kind of uh, what I base my game around. And that's why I had success on the grass because going to the net really helps you there, taking the ball out of the air before it bounces and, uh, it's the same thing you do in doubles. You know, the quicker you can get to the net and take over that part of the court, the more advantage you have. Do you still get out there and play uh, with the guys? I'm sure that with your career, they, they kind of like to challenge you every now and then, or, or have you truly hung it up? 
No, you know, I, I told Michael, hey, I want to play a little bit more. Maybe I'm getting inspired by guys like Raven at 40 years old, and he's still kind of playing out there. And I see some of these doubles guys playing well, and I'm like, I should uh, play a little bit more with the guys. But, but I really enjoy playing with the guys and playing doubles with them. And actually, the interesting thing is you pick up uh, something different when you're actually playing against the guys versus just coaching from the side. You kind of sense... You know, when you're on the court and playing, it's much more of a feel game, and you you're feeling the pressure that they apply on you. You you ex- exploiting some of their weaknesses uh, when you see them, and you can actually pick up on a lot of different things that you can go uh, work on the next day, and you can kind of give them very valuable feedback uh, after playing against them versus just standing on the side and kind of looking into the match and seeing what what's happening. So I think it's invaluable and. And I hope I can do it for a long time where I can uh, go out there and play with the guys. But, you know, the clock is ticking. You know, I'm turning 40 <laughs> next year. So, so I don't know. i, I got to stay healthy and so I can keep getting out there with the guys. What What do your guys do this time of year? What are they doing to kind of stay on top of things? Are they going around in some tournaments? Like what's available to these top college players, um, you know, when we get in the heat of the summer? Yes, uh, that's a great question. But everybody's in different situations. We have a freshman player that's uh, incoming freshman, and he's training with us right now. And so he's doing a lot of training, uh, which is great for him. But then we have other more experienced players that are basically out on the circuit playing lower-level pro events um, uh, to to just kind of test their skills and see if they can get more matches in during the summer. So it's a bit of a combination. So we, we stay busy as coaches. Uh, we tend to recruit some, but we also tend to always have somebody in town. Um, in the next few weeks, we'll have multiple players in town that we're going to work with um, that wants to just get better, work on their fitness and, and get a head start on the season. Um, that starts in the fall. So it's a bit of a combination, but our players are playing a lot of tournaments out there on the tour right now, so it's great for them. All right, and did you like uh, Breakpoint, the uh, Netflix documentary, as someone who played on the uh, tour and was out there a lot? Does it seem pretty realistic, and and, uh, was it enjoyable for you? Yes, I think uh, they just came out with the second uh, five episodes. Uh, I think... I think as a player and as somebody that watched tennis a lot, like obviously the drama for us is not in the the score lines because we kind of knew who won these tournaments, who won these matches. But I think a really neat thing is to just show a little bit of the behind the scenes, Um, you know, what these players go through, the pressures they feel um, in between matches, um, what they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, because we tend to watch tennis and we just see the successes on the, in the grand slams. And uh, you don't see all the other things, the background, where they came from, what they had to sacrifice to make it to the top of the game, where they are. I think that's the neat thing about the show. And I do enjoy that. Uh, enjoy seeing those things. And I hope that it's fun for other people and enjoyable to see, uh, just kind of the hard work they're putting in and, and that it's not just uh, glamour, you know, it's actually a lot of grinding and a pretty lonely sport. Um, so you do need a lot of people to support you along the way and that's exactly what we try to do here at Baylor for, you know, our current players and our future players just to be a resource for them and, and you know, let them know that anytime they want to come back and train or uh, we're we're there and the doors are open for them to come and have a bit of a base and, and just a support system. I think that's that's the beauty of college tennis and that's the beauty of Baylor men's tennis. We 
we we make a big impact in these guys' lives. You know, I would say so. Well, congratulations, Isaac. That's uh, that's great news, and uh, I hope this g- you, gets Mike. you out there traveling even more, recruiting, just globe trotting, and yeah. going. By the way, what country would you say are you seeing? Is there any country that is just exploding? the interest in tennis, these things ebb and flow over the years. Mm-hmm. But it does seem like with tennis, uh, you know, it, it, it's making a bit of a comeback in some areas of, of, of the world. It's always been great, you know, European countries and all. Is there one particular yeah. part of the world where you're seeing it really take off even in the past five years or so? You know, I think – with Djokovic being the top player in the world, I do think places like Serbia, uh, that the old Yugoslavian countries, uh, there's been a bit of a renaissance in their tennis. Um, so I do think that's the world where there's a lot of great players coming out. And I know Djokovic does a lot to give back. And it was the same with the Spanish players and the Swiss players. Swiss, you know, it's a small country, so they don't have as many players coming through. But Spanish players, for sure, with Nadal, doing well and and you know now with the americans i, th- I think they're uh, it's on the rise you know maybe the netflix show like gives tennis a little bit more mileage and coverage and i there's a bunch of americans young americans doing well ben shelton's doing great and it's just a, a bunch of guys doing doing a great job so i hope that piques the interest of the americans and hopefully uh, there could be another Grand Slam champion coming out of the U.S. Uh, sometime soon. You know, I think the Europeans have had a stranglehold on that, and and I hope uh, you know uh, the American can can kind of get a title at one point. Yeah. By the way, have you and Michael played any pickleball, or as tennis professionals, do you stay away from that? Uh, yeah, you know the the pickleball uh, <laughs> craze is really on, and and uh, it's amazing what's happening in pickleball and how quickly it's growing. Uh, I tend to stick with tennis. I really enjoy that much more. Uh, it's a little bit more mm. dynamic and uh, physical, but I know that pickle is is huge, and even a lot of players or top tennis players are moving away from tennis, you know, into pickle. So. Uh, we haven't played it as much, but we might have to go out there and, and give it a go. You know, So we'll have to see with Michael if we should do that. Yeah, um, just stay out of the heat. You know, okay, stay, get, just yeah. get an indoor court or something. Use that indoor facility. Yeah. But, uh, well, Isaac, uh, congratulations. Really appreciate the time and uh, look forward to watching the team play in the coming days. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for the support, as always. And, uh, yeah, we look to have a great season in 2023-24. Thank you. You bet. Isaac uh, Vandermeerva has been promoted to associate head coach of the Bears. And uh, really a uh, uh, good guy, South African, uh, uh, played in the Davis Cup a bunch of times. I think he and Michael make a really good combination. And I think they, uh, they got some great players Returning, there was one player I remember who was, uh, for whatever reason, there were some eligibility concerns when he was coming in from wherever he'd come from, uh, and and so they'll get all that solved to get some of these injuries going the right way, and I bet they'll be right in the thick of the Final Four and that type of thing. So very exciting to uh, have Ezok on today. We do have some campus confidential coming up next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. 
In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format, helping break down complicated topics. I'm Joe Kalea with Kalea Wealth Management. Look for Your Money in a Cup of Joe on Apple and Spotify. Kalea Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. Hey folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. We're coming off a great used car month, and that means we need trades. Cars, trucks, SUVs, we'll pay you top dollar whether you're trading or not. But if you choose to trade, you'll get $1,500 trade assistance towards any purchase of a new Silverado. So trade with people you can trust without all the gimmicks that can save you thousands. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7, turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just hard feet away in McGregor. We treat you like family. If you are the do-it-yourself type and you need help finding a certain item to finish the job, remember Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Over 2,000 items are featured in their showroom, including hinges, latches, post caps, and ornamental iron from Spring Creek. Pioneer Steel and Pipe is also the location for welding rods and welding accessories. If you are looking for Makita power tools, grinders, and cutters, Hillman nuts and bolts, or primary and caulking for metal buildings, drop by Pioneer Steel and Pipe. Highway 6, Loop 340 South, Waco. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-Delicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MyatFuels.net. That's MyatFuels.net. Campus Confidential is brought to you by Jim Turner Chevrolet, where they say we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and we treat you like family. Check them out at turnerchevy.com. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Well, well, well. It is time to talk Campus Confidential. Rangers did lose today, 8-5. to five. It happens. Not going to win them all. They've been playing pretty well. They kind of went in a funk and then bounced back out of it. And then the dreadful Tigers nipped them, got them with a, a four-run eighth. I mean, it was a tight game. I I don't know. I it um, 
I think Barlow was part of that. He's the losing pitcher in that thing. But, uh, hey, well, I mean, once you hand that thing to the bullpen, every once in a while things can get a little bit out of kilter. And it did today. And, um, oh, the seventh and eighth innings combined, Detroit had five runs in those innings, and that pretty much was the bowel game. one point, it was about 3-3. Three to three. Rangers hanging in there. And they did score a couple late to make it look a little closer than it was. But uh, uh, at one point, I think it was 8-3. to three. They scored a couple of runs to get it to 8-5. to five, And that was the final. Now, uh, Aaron, we do have uh, the guy who had that really interesting story about Texas A&M, the new bill, NIL, and A&M, you know, the IRS. I mean, it was really fascinating stuff. Travis Brown uh, from the Eagle, our Aggies insider, will be on with us. Um, Aaron, you want to do? I'll tell you what. To give us a little time to breathe here, let's. Uh, we'll do Travis at five twenty. All right, and then we'll uh, we'll have a nice long uh, campus confidential here. Aaron, let me turn it over to you, sir. We will start with Baylor football. They picked up their second commitment in as many days for the twenty twenty four class. Bo Tate, a six one two hundred pound linebacker, out of. Corner Canyon High School in Draper, Utah. He picked Baylor over 11 other total offers, including Arizona State and Oklahoma State. So Baylor football with their 11th commitment for the 2024 class and getting an out-of-state commitment. Yeah, I like it. And uh, I was kind of looking, Aaron, at that 247, whoever handles like all their recruiting out in the West, Taking a peek at this guy. Obviously, people liked him. Bring him on. Bring Bo on. Let's continue to pad these 2024 numbers. I mean, Joey's out there doing all his wrestling stuff and climbing cranes. and uh, But the Bears are quietly putting a pretty nice little class together. Other day, Aaron, they had that four-star. Big announcement, by the way, Aaron, in addition to a big station announcement tomorrow. Um, Kevin Longquist will be on with us tomorrow. Aaron, would you help remind me to have him on? <laughs> <laughs> I'll put he's it got in a my little announcement. Notes. Yeah, he wants. He's got an announcement he needs to make, and uh, our longtime rivals, kind of uh, recruiting insider, Aaron. Guess who's our new recruiting insider? No clue, actually. <laughs> That would be you. Oh, okay. I can handle that. <laughs> That's right. You're gonna have to dig in, sir. Right. But uh, yeah, yeah. We, we'll 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 kind of let you know what that's about. We'll do that tomorrow. And uh, we got Aggie Insider. We'll talk some Aggies coming up at five twenty. Aaron, we just are surrounded by Aggies in this part of the world, and uh, to me, it's only fair that we talk Aggies. You know, we let them. We let our Aggie buddies hear from us on a variety of issues. Now, it'll be Big 12 coming up in a few days. On the 12th, that's when Baylor and a lot of the schools, and, of course, the 13th, will have Big 12 media days. Ward and I plan on being right in the middle of it. Big 12 media days from up there at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, and we'll be having a big time, and we'll be presenting a lot of our – well, we got a lot. We'll have a lot to uh, talk about, uh, Big 12 Media Days. And I like kind of seeing that schedule. Aaron, if I had to, I think I saw where 
Dave Aranda's kind of like third or fourth, okay, on that day, going in around, I don't know. So we'll record all that, talk to Dave, and then, of course, we'll get him on the flagship. We'll, uh, we'll get to hear from him. It'll be a lot of fun uh, as we get closer to Big 12 Media Days up there live from AT&T Stadium in Arlington. Aaron, what else do you have, sir? Kendall Rogers from D1 Baseball reporting that University of Texas is parting ways with pitching coach Woody Williams after just one year with the program. The Horns were ranked 10th nationally in ERA with a staff ERA of 4.18 this season for the Longhorns. I mean, I would be hesitant to go take a job for the University of Texas. I mean, this guy, doesn't matter how far they get, they can go to the world. Last year, the College World Series, they fired their hitting coach, pitching coach. I mean, they were rolling out guys, and they get a new guy. We're done with him. I mean, what's that guy's name, Aaron? David Pierce or something? Good coach. Used to be at Tulane. Obviously, he's done a great job at Texas, so you can't. it's hard to argue with him. But, man, if I'm a coach, I know all that money they're paying, and they're head of the SEC. But if I'm a coach, I would think twice before jumping into that deal. I mean, think about that, Aaron. One guy just left Baylor. You know, like, oh, I'm going to go to Texas. Oh, I like this pitching coach. Well, they fired their pitching coach three days, you know, a few days later after after our man Will Rigney has committed to leave Baylor and go to Texas. The pitching coach is no longer there. Aaron, you think, Will, we could get Will back? Will, do you want to come back? I don't, Mitch may be ready to move on. I don't know. But that's, that is interesting how that happens. Aaron, is that right? University of Texas pitching coach. Tell me the guy's name again, Woody Williams. Woody Williams, yeah. And they finished 10th nationally in ERA. I know there are other factors, but that's still pretty good to get fired. Yeah. I mean, Aaron, could you look at that whip? <laughs> That's a more important number, but if the ERA's uh-huh. four, the, the whip I know, can't be I terrible. Know. I don't know. I got. I have a buddy who, uh, one of my college buddies who listens to us all the time, he's kind of my, my University of Texas whisperer. I can't give his name out, but he's, uh, let's just say he spends a lot of time out in Robinson, maybe teaches over at Midway, uh, but he gives me a lot of good UT scoop. So I'm going to dig in here and see what's up with Woody. What, I mean, what happened? Why are you running off coaches, Texas? My gosh. <laughs> Could you just give the guy one more season? I mean, I hope Steve Rodrigo Rodriguez is safe. I think he is. He had a good year. Texas hit the ball well. I think Steve's okay. All right, Aaron, what else do we have? Speaking of college baseball pitchers, we talked about Tennessee pitcher Chase Burns yesterday entering the transfer portal ESPN reporting that he is possibly looking to leave the SEC and that the team at the top of his list, at least right now, is TCU, the pitcher who had three wins in the postseason for Tennessee before entering the transfer portal yesterday. Hasn't set any timetable for his decision, but I thought that was very interesting that... What's the guy's name? Chase Burns, the the, uh, Tennessee reliever. Started started the season as a starting pitcher, struggled. They moved yeah. him to the bullpen, and he was lights out. 
Oh, man. Those Horned Frogs been passing the plate. Can you imagine leaving a place like that where they spend enormous money? NIL. I mean, it's a revenue sport there in uh, in Knoxville. And the young man is just like, I think I'll go join the Horned Frogs. Good for Coach Sarlos. At TCU. Aaron, what did our, our friend John Denton say recently? Year of the Frog. Come on. Come on now. Year of the Frog. I, it's a pretty good year. It is a pretty good year. College World Series. Go play for the national championship game. But Aaron, he then he started throwing out like riflery. Again, <laughs> I, I we got sports at Baylor that some people would say, oh, it's not. I mean, I, we, we take pr- very much pride in any of our sports that win national titles. But we, I mean, I don't know. Riflery, I mean, he, he was kind of leading with that too. And beach volleyball. Now, beach volleyball is becoming a sport. I think we ought to look into that at Baylor and maybe have a beach volleyball. University of Texas is starting one. TCU has one. I like the beach volleyball. I mean, that's that's a it's a different uh, uh, option for great volleyball players. I don't know what Ryan McGuire would think about that because I don't know what if if it enhances your volleyball program, if it takes away from it, if it doesn't matter. I'd like to hear Ryan McGuire's uh, comment on that. Or, or in fact, Ryan's probably listening to us right now, and we'll text in. Aaron, should I give my uh, phone over the air? <laughs> no, Ryan has the number. He could just text. My, I had a guy I used to work with who would do that, Aaron. And I'd, we'd be like, what are you doing? Why, why'd you just do that? And it was like <laughs> a bit. He thought that was funny. To give his actual cell phone out over the over the air. And, oh. of course, it, yeah, he would do it. Now, it's kind of a – the joke was it was a little bit of like a burner phone. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't maybe truly his. But I was just like, why would you even – why do you have a, a phone that you share with the entire audience? You could just give them the text line. Aaron, that's what we do. <laughs> that's exactly right. 254-662-1660. What do you all want to say? Where are you all going for your vacation, your four-day weekend? Some of you are taking like five days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's like five days. <laughs> Aaron, don't you even think about doing that, okay? All right. Don't you even I'll- consider it. But some people are out there doing that. Where are y'all going for your five-day holiday? Text us, uh, 254-662-1660. Share that information with me. I would try, if I were you guys, I would try that place in Galveston. It's now a Bonvoy, Marriott Bonvoy property, and they've spruced it up even more. And it's that old, I don't I don't know if it's the Galvestonian or the Hotel Galvez. One of those old, old, long-time hotels. Marriott has taken it over, and I and I think y'all might enjoy that. Go give Galveston a look, all right? I mean, it's going to be hot any beach you go to. You say, oh, I want to go to Destin or somewhere like that. That's great. I love Florida, but it's hot there, too. You know, you can be hot in Texas or hot there. Aaron, what's your favorite beach in Texas? Do you have a favorite beach? I like a Texas beach. I like going to Corpus. South Padre? Mm-hmm. That's pretty oh, so you keep going past Corpus. Okay, I see, I see what you're saying. Because there's, well, there's South, 
There's a couple of ways you can end up there, but yeah, Corpus. And it has been quite a few years since I've been to any beach, so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, South Padre would would be my favorite. Been there right. three or four times. Uh, Aaron still I'm not much even at his the, age. The beach or the ocean. Aaron, Aaron still though goes and parties with all those college kids at spring break. <laughs> Hello, kids. Hello, fellow kids. Yeah. Hello, fellow <laughs> college students. How are you today? <laughs> Oh, man. You remember Back to School? Rodney was Dangerfield, yes. Such a great movie. Who else was in it, though? Dangerfield. Sam like, Kinison was one of the professors. But uh, what, what what one was Mark Harmon in where he was a – was that Back to School? Or was that that was Summer School. Summer School. <laughs> and Mark Harmon was in his Hawaiian shirt. My, you know, I never. My dad did not think Mark Harmon was a good actor. I've always thought Mark Harmon was okay. Dad really did not, and Dad didn't like that guy that was used to be married to Barbara Streisand that was in that movie or that TV show Hotel. Aaron, did you ever watch all those old like soaps, like Dynasty and Knots Landing? There was a show on ho- called Hotel, and and the guy whose name's James Brolin. You know what you know who what he looks like, Aaron James Brolin. Yes, I actually I know who he is, but only because he's married to Barbara Streisand. Yeah, well, his son he's very famous for his son too. Oh, Josh, yeah, he's played Josh Brolin. Yeah, huge actor. He played All right. Thanos. Oh yeah, yeah. See, I don't watch that stuff. But is that some kind of big blockhead looking dude, Thanos? He, yeah, he was the big bad guy in the uh, Endgame oh, movies. Hey. Uh, the the new Indiana Jones movie comes out today. That hit theaters today or tomorrow. Yeah, Some today. Today is the preview day, Dial of Destiny. I'm kind of excited about that. I, I, I went through a period of time, like when they did the Sean Connery one, I'm like, ah, oh, whatever. I loved, uh, I loved, you know, the first one, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then I liked Temple of Doom, but then I was kind of like, ah, eh, I feel like, but now for some part, there's part of me that's really kind of excited about this. Are they digitizing Harrison Ford to make him look younger, or are they going to use like the real, you know, whatever Harrison is, late mid to late seventies? I bet they. I think they're going to digitalize him a little bit, like they were doing with uh, that Scorsese film that had, uh, I think Pacino and De Niro. I know De Niro was in it. That last one that they did. They, they used a lot of CGI. All right. Um, it is time to get into the 5 o'clock hour. We'll react. Tough day for the Rangers. We've got to get you set up for this next series because the Astros are headed to town. That's all next. It's the 4th of July sales event at Allen Samuels in Waco. They've got all the options to shop the greatest selection in Central Texas. Get a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo with $5,500 in total values or a 2023 Jeep Gladiator Sport with total values up to $6,000. If that's not enough, get a 2023 Jeep Compass 10% off MSRP plus an extra 500 bonus cash for first responders. Allen Samuels in Waco. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. 
The sandwiches are oven toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. A combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their Town West or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. And also at cnbwaco.com. Like most of us, Ronnie Weathorn's reflecting on his dad these days. Who do you turn to for advice? When I needed a plumber, I asked my dad. When I wasn't sure what car to buy, I asked my dad. But one time, I chose my own mechanic, and that didn't turn out so well. Dad looks at me and says, what did you do that for? I could have told you not to use that guy. So what are you going to do when you need foundation repair? You better ask Dad. And Dads, if you want to be the hero, you better say, the foundation doctor. Only the foundation doctor will care for your kid's home the way you do. We never recommend work you don't need, and we offer the best products for the best value. The doctor will never be that guy. Give us a call today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. You got doors that are sticking or cracks in your walls. The Foundation Doctor will make a house call. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. After a remarkable 100-year run, the FCC is officially closing the doors on traditional analog copper POTS telephone lines. FCC has issued an order 10-72A1, which mandates that all POTS lines in the U.S. be replaced with an alternative source. Another issue we are seeing is print nightmare. That is the vulnerability in Windows print servers where an attacker could run code with full systems privileges. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Hellberg Barbecue, 
Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Myatt Fuels, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, Time Manufacturing, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Thank you. Thank you, Nash. It is uh, Matt Mosley alongside Aaron Sexton rolling through. Boy, a warmish Thursday. We're all we're just surviving, okay? Stay outside. If you have to be outside for any amount of time, hydrate. Get that hydration going. Rangers need to hydrate more today. They do lose 8-5 to five to the Tigers. I mean, there's worse things that can happen. Uh, 49-32 on the season now. Get ready for a big series uh, against the Astros and uh, still hit the ball today. And uh, Zeke Duran just, I mean, I, Aaron, every time I look up, he hits a home run. Zeke Duran with his 12th home run of the year. Leody Tavares, his ninth, hit one out in the sixth inning. Aaron, this is a, I mean, it's crazy how much pop they have. Um, today they moved Tavares up to uh, to the sixth hole. And he pops one out of there. Duran's in the seven hole. He hits a home run. And then uh, two hits each for Simeon, Jankowski. Aaron, this is kind of interesting. Jankowski was up there in the two-hole today. So they obviously gave Seeger the day off. And uh, they had Josh Smith playing shortstop. He had two hits. They hit the ball fine. Uh, pitching today for the Rangers. Baylor's own Cody Bradford goes out there, gets called upon. Aaron, I mean, honestly... I'm looking to see how many pitches, 90 pitches. I mean, he threw a lot of pitches for four and a third innings. And he had three walks. But he struck out eight, three earned runs, went four and a third. Again, not great, but, yeah, that stuff plays. Four hits. His stuff, I mean, he's up there striking out all kinds of people. So he was walking people. He had a lot of traffic out there. But – Bradford, who's kind of been sporadic in terms of how much they've used him since he's been up. I mean, he finally pitched the other night, like Monday night, and he threw 13 pitches after sitting forever. And they put him out there, let him pitch a little bit, and Bradford pitches four and a third. He's been doing these spot starts. And you know what? He allows the um, rotation to be rested for this huge – uh, back-to-back series against the Astros. Aaron, I like Bradford. I just like kind of what he brings. Grant Anderson, kind of like him. You get late in the game, though. You try to get two innings out of uh, King. You got problems. Uh, John King pitches two innings, four earned runs, a walk, one strikeout and gives up a home run. His ERA now six sixty one. Uh, and then they keep putting that Yeri um, Yeri Rodriguez in, and man, he does not. He did have a couple of strikeouts, but he just kind of got him through the ninth today. Um, they, you know, Aaron, it's just when they have to rest Boers, and right now they don't have Leclerc. It's an adventure. It's an adventure late. But shout-out to Baylor's own. Cody Bradford continues to get it done. 
I mean, four and a third, gives up three earned runs. People would say, well, Matt, that's not getting it done. He did his job. He kept them in the game. He rested. He, he allowed them to hold back their staff, and now they set it up in John Gray and Avaldi and Martin Perez and Dane Dunning. They can Everybody can kind of pitch on a lot of rest. Everybody could feel they just basically were able to set up their rotation again. So, Aaron, I don't think, other than that first outing he had where he did give up about six runs, I feel like Cody Bradford kind of looks like a big league pitcher, don't you? Absolutely. Once he got past that first start, he's looked really good. Yeah, I got no... I got no issue um, with what Bradford is uh, producing. Now, we'll have some A&M news coming up. Um, did want to let you know that some breaking news this afternoon in the NBA that Sixers guard James Harden has exercised his $35.6 million option and sometimes even with those enormous numbers, players will opt out. He opted in for the uh, 2023-24 season. They're going to look to find a trade. Sixers started making calls on Harden trades Thursday as it became clear that he wouldn't be declining the option entering free agency. Aaron, is there – I mean, can you imagine anybody out there that would be like, yeah, I want to pay James Harden a ton of money. Well, the truth is there are people out there. And one of them is the Rockets probably would like him back, as crazy as that is. Back in the day, he finally wanted out of there. I mean, it was the place that the fan base had fallen in love with him. Now they're young, they're talented, and they might need somebody like James Harden. The problem is, Aaron, he's not like, James Harden is not an elder statesman. He may be older now, 33, 34, whatever he is, but he's not the kind of guy you go, hey, do it like James. James is getting into whatever city, and he's like, where's the clubs? Can you show me where to – how do I find the clubs? I mean, he's not exactly the greatest role model out there. But I just wanted to let you all know that was going on. Uh, it says he could have ne- negotiated a new deal with the Sixers, upon becoming a free agent, but decided with Daryl Morey that he would start working on a way to move Harden less than two years after his arrival. Among the teams expected to have an interest, this according to Adrian Wojnarowski, little NBA talk has broken out here, which I think is appropriate. Um, the Clippers and the Knicks. <laughs> Aaron, Jalen Brunson... And James Harden <laughs> playing together. Both lefties, both crafty. Obviously, Brunson had a breakout year. Does that make any sense to you? A Knicks team with, and you, you also have. R.J. Barrett. It doesn't make any sense. Barrett, but I'm just trying to think of, uh, is is our man a free agent, our uh who am I thinking of? Number 30, you know, the big score for the Knicks. Jamal, what's our man's name that played at Kentucky and he's from the Dallas area? Why am I going blank? Oh, Aaron, the, help me. Uh, I am too, the, the power no, forward. No. 
you're supposed to be there when I have these moments. Anyway, the Hugh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Jamal, Julius Randle. Julius Randle, yeah, That's I got it just saying. the same time. Jamal. All right. Um, Julius Randle. He is not. He's got at least. He's a free agent? No, he is not. He's got, I think, two years yeah, left on, was, a, on a huge contract. I was reading where you were either thinking about um that's interesting, just all the things they have going on. Um they've got and then an hour ago there was a report that Josh Hart exercised his twelve point nine million dollar player option um uh with the Knicks. Man, I, I just cannot imagine James Harden with the New York Knicks, playing in that environment. Julius Randle, Brunson, I mean, these are players. Now, Brunson can play without the ball, but he's someone who loves having the ball in his hands. So does Julius Randle. Like the thought of uh, our man Harden joining that team is really, really uh, an interesting thought and kind of a crazy thought, if you ask me. One last nugget. Um the uh, in that Detroit that Rocket Mortgage um, uh, tournament right now, um, we do have a uh, a leader in that. I thought this was interesting, Aaron. Though that kid from Texas Tech who just turned pro is one stroke off the lead. Shoots a sixty-five today. Ludwig Aber or Aberg A B E R G from Texas Tech. Let's see here. Aaron, he had three birdies, an eagle, then he had two bogeys, and then on the back nine, he had four more birdies. This kid's going straight from playing in a Big 12 championship, the NCAA championships, to uh, competing for PGA championships. That's unbelievable that they can do that these days. All right, it is time to go to Aggieland. We got a lot of uh, fun AM stuff to talk about. That is next. This is ESPN Central Texas. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, July 1st and Sunday, July 2nd at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show. Proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the show. Vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. The variety at the show is extensive and oftentimes if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll find hunting gear, collectibles, lots of ammo, and so much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show July 1st, 9 to 5 and July 2nd from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Everything we do, we do for you. Looking for a checking account that earns 4% APY, refunds all your ATM fees, and has a savings account combo that earns you money? It's a first central credit union slam dunk. Be the MVP. Ask for Casasa Checking. It's easy to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. APY is annual percentage yield. Eligibility and qualifications apply. Member NCUA. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, 
culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at PioneerBoys.com. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. I'm Kyle Tumulton, General Manager of Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota's ranked number one for the most reliable vehicles, with data compiled from more than 300,000 vehicles built between 2000 and 2022. If you're in search of a new vehicle, Jeff Hunter Toyota offers a full selection of new Toyota models, along with a vast inventory of pre-owned vehicles. Stop by and see me or any of our team members for a great car at a fair price. Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-Delicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta where passion is the most important ingredient. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now here again is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley. Here I am on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Travis Brown from the Eagle joining us now. Travis, you were watching those Rangers earlier today. They dropped one. Don't take it too hard. I mean, the team... Falls to what, 49-31? Been an incredible season. It Just right now, it's a little shaky at the back end of that bullpen. They got some players hurt. Boers wasn't available, I guess. I'm not sure what's up with Will Smith these days. And they throw somebody in there named King, and that guy has a tendency to get lit up. And today was no exception. And uh, get, hits home, you know, gets up a home run, gives up about three runs, three or four runs. Uh, how are you today, and 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 are you enjoying uh, these Texas Rangers this year? I uh, I'm doing good, and well, I mean, there tends to be a correlation between me flipping it over to Valley Sports Southwest and the Rangers dropping games, so that might be uh, uh, something to consider there. But I think I'm going up to my first uh, first game of the year this weekend. A little little Fourth of July extravaganza. Oh man, how about that? Okay. Uh, Astros, Rangers, 4th of July, maybe mix in some fireworks. Now, that will be a fun time as uh, as Travis Brown and family head out there to the ballpark. Now, Travis, will you put on like a, a jersey, maybe an old Adrian Beltre jersey, a Kinsler-type jersey, or will you go with more of a subdued, maybe a Travis uh, uh, Millar or uh, or some just kind of a button down or a nice golf shirt. What would you go with? You you uh you're you're gonna I I think you might roll your eyes at me here, but I am I am all decked out with my my City Connect hat and my Peagle shirt. So that's probably what I'll be wearing out there because I am all about 
the City Connect uniform. Boy, I remember having you on when the Peagles uniform came out, the old Rangers. It involves the Dallas Eagles. I can't remember what the, oh, the Panthers from Fort Worth. And, of uh-huh. course, that, you're, you spent time in Fort Worth, so you jumped in on that little fascist statement. I'm still confused by the design and everything about it, but I think you've embraced it. So, yeah, yeah, I've embraced it. What I haven't embraced, though, is it's good when the Rangers, if you're a Rangers fan, the Rangers are winning. You want to see that. What's not good is, you know, there are so many years living in Dallas where you could think, I want to roll over to the, the old temple and throw a, 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 a $10 bill at the, the gate and get in. And you find, no, no, you're, you're going to drop a pretty penny to get into that new uh, new ballpark and, and see some Winton baseball. Yeah, I uh, I think that's right. But, boy, you, with your connections and a man of your influence, you do not pay the full freight. You never do. So there will be people providing you with passes and that kind of thing. I know how you uh, operate. Uh, how are things in Aggieland? How's that 12th, how's that 12th man foundation doing? I mean, I, I the Aggies were out there in a big way early on. Uh, and I love that you had that story recently about the Aggies, like, lobbying. They lobbied for this new house bill. They they helped write it. I mean, that thing, they might as well call it the Aggie bill or something. And it's kind of, it's almost humorous to me how how huge of a role they played in some of this. And now you've been checking out the IRS code. Now, we, we can wait on that one. But, I mean, just... In terms of the Aggies, they were ahead of the curve here, and boy, some other team, some other schools have been like, "Well, we got to wait for the NCAA." The Aggies did not wait, and I, I still think the Aggies feel like they're in the right, and there's really nothing the NCAA can do to them. Is that accurate? Yeah, and and we we have an official standoff now because as you know, right prior to this new uh, NIL bill, which you know the 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 probably two biggest headlines from it or what has come from it is they tried to codify the uh, 501c3 nonprofits that they can operate as uh, NIL collectives that they can operate as nonprofits and offer tax donations and be tax exempt and all that. And the other part is that they said that the NCAA, the SEC, the Big 12, the Southland Conference, any of these outside third-party governing bodies that aren't in the Texas state legislature, they can't say that any Texas schools, uh, they can't penalize any Texas schools for anything that's in that Texas law. So, you know, if they want to try to come in here and say, well, you're doing something wrong and we want to penalize you, they say, no, 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 you can point to the law because it says you can't do that. Now, the NCAA came out and said, now, hold on a second. You joined the NCAA voluntarily as a member school. And as a part of that uh, process of and and the, the 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 vows and the 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 hazing that you went under undertook to get in here said that you are going to abide by all the NCAA rules even if it contradicts your state laws uh, to, to some of these things and and Ross Bjork came out and said no no we're going to go with this uh, this state law that we have here this is what we're going to be governed by uh, and and everyone I talked to from Bjork to Chancellor John Sharp to People in the NIL industry, some of these NIL platforms and software, they all said, yeah, Ross Bjork has been very involved with this process. The A&M government relations people have very, very, very been, uh, been very involved in this process, as has University of Texas. And I think it was funny that in one of the, I think the House State 
education committee, one of the uh, the the uh, representatives said, you know, can, can we hear from anybody who isn't going to be in the SEC? And that was kind of a, a, a refrain through the whole process. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 we're in a, we're in a standoff here, Matt, and it, I don't know when it's going to resolve or how it's going to resolve. Well, the NCAA doesn't have a lot of teeth these days. I mean, what have they done against the NIL to crack down? It was like the University of Miami women's team, right? And they and they, mm-hmm. they suspended the coach for three games and maybe the players for a few games, those twins that came in there and had all the TikTok. You love a good TikTok. And, uh, boy, mm. they had millions of people. In fact, they had eligibility left, Travis. You and I would never do that. You and I would never give up eligibility to go work on TikTok, uh, but they yeah, did. I think but, that you and I would never do a TikTok. That, that, that we can just start it there and end it there. Boy, I, I can see you, somebody convincing you to do a TikTok. I could no, see, no. like, one of your wife's bridesmaids, one of her best buddies, say, Travis, we're Maybe doing a little TikTok. Maybe for a free Rangers ticket. Maybe for <laughs> <a free> Rangers <laughs> ticket. <laughs> Stop acting like they're not free. All right, I'm I'm not going to have any more of this. Uh, those the NCAA loves a good memo, though. They've been sending these memos out, and the the timing's always funny because it's like the this House bill comes out on a Saturday, right? And then uh, yeah. Tuesday, the the NCAA memo arrives, and they don't expre- expressly say Texas A&M, but they've been issuing these memos in response to what the Aggies are doing. I mean, the Aggies are are basically the template for what teams around the country want to try to do, and it's just how much do you want to challenge the NCAA, and I think the A&M's decided, you know what, we're not scared of the NCAA. They went to the Bill Self school of how to handle the NCAA. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, uh, you know, I- anything that's going to have to come from this is probably going to be tr- have to be settled in court, barring any federal legislation that comes in, and uh, the, the the NCAA does not have a winning record as of late with the uh, the court system. That that's uh, they are below 500 there, and so I think the uh, Ross Bjork, powers that be, have said, yeah, let's uh, let's throw our weight around a little bit and and uh, see what happens with this because it is the, it is uncharted territory. And you know the NCAA can say you agreed to uh, follow all of the laws and bylaws, but there hasn't really been much definition or or uh, precedent or real in-depth uh, analysis on on how these nil laws work that the ncaa kind of sheepishly put out so yeah it's it's going to be a it's going to be a stalemate it's going to lax for a while and I, I don't think i don't think the ncaa is really going to try to throw their weight around a whole lot in this one other than uh sending out some some memos and some strongly worded letters all right travis brown from the eagle on the matt mosley show espn central texas what about this irs did that get the attention of the Twelfth Man Foundation? That maybe there are some uh, things that the IRS in its own memo out here. Hey, here's our here's the way we we envision NIL working. Does that give the Twelfth Man Foundation uh, a little pause, or is as you kind of waded through all that, do you think Twelfth Twelfth Man Foundation can just kind of fight on through it? And uh, I'm just kind of wondering if that got their attention a little bit. Sure, and that's the interesting part about this House bill is that um, the it tried to to say that uh, nonprofits that that uh, collectives can be nonprofits, but 
that's a state weighing in on federal income tax. And so when the IRS puts out this memo saying this is how we're going to litigate these kinds of issues with, with NIL collectives, they say, yeah, you're not a charity, and we're not going to uh, exempt anymore, and we're probably going to go back and audit some of these. And and it's going to be that that's how it's going to be. And so the the 12th Man Foundation was uh, did not respond to my request for interview uh, for this story. I did talk to Ross Bjork, and you have to be noted that the athletic department and the 12th Man Foundation are uh, legally independent entities. So that is why they could start this 12th Man Plus fund for NIL. At least that's what they they believe. Ross Bjork said he believes everything should be able to still be good to go, but uh, unless, again, unless there's federal legislation that says that NIL collectives can be nonprofits, I don't see how it can uh, exist or, or operate as once was planned. They have taken in money since February. They haven't made any deals with any athletes, I would assume, because uh, they're still trying to wade through what's legal and what's not legal. And the NCAA weighed in, too, and said these uh, uh, booster club foundation NIL things aren't uh, – aren't good under uh, NCAA law. So that's going to be another interesting one. Uh, a, a lawyer at A&M who I talked to, A&M School of Law, um, who's a, a tax lawyer, gave a really interesting uh, a, a frame of reference about this uh, federal legislation that could come down. And I actually didn't realize this. About several years ago, uh, you know, these, these, these uh, Frosted Flakes and Cheez-Its and uh, Beef O'Brady's get their sponsorships on all these bowl games in, the, in December. Well, these bowl games presented themselves as charity organizations because they give money to yeah. different charities, and these companies were writing off uh, these sponsorships as charitable donations because they were giving it to the charity. Well, the, the, uh, the IRS came in with a memo and said, no, that's not charity. That's advertisement. But then Congress, U.S. Congress, came in later and, and and made legislation that said, no, that is charity. That's good to go. So they're good to go with those charitable donations for the cheese at bowl. That would be an issue of how this could play out in the future. But as of right now, no dice, it looks like. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's one way to wake up Tommy Tuberville, start kind of messing <laughs> with these bowl games. And he comes, yeah. uh, he comes running, but, uh, that's really interesting. Who's running the the that in a that plus fund, the twelfth uh, man plus fund? Is it would that Travis Dabney, the CEO of the twelfth man foundation, would that fall under his purview, or is there a name you've heard that that really seems to be the one, the driving force behind this new fund? Who what's the what's the what's the big name that's floating around down there as the as kind of the lightning rod or the person that's the driving force behind this? He has been the only face of this. He's the one that when they announced it and they did a little press conference before an A&M basketball game in February, he's the one that spoke. Uh, they, they do have on staff a guy, and I don't know of his name right in front of me, but who is a, uh, the head of NIL compliance or whatever uh, for now for the 12th Man Foundation. Um, but uh, he's been the only, the only face of this, and uh, I, I think it's, it's just going to be fascinating to see how long it takes them to go ahead and go out there and make a deal, um, or if they will, with – the gray areas that are out there between the IRS, between the uh, NCAA, or if they're going to lobby to try to get some kind of legislation passed. It's, it's going to be interesting. Again, 
everything will get ratcheted up as soon as they make a deal because uh, then they're they're fully engaged in in this kind of activity uh, and and we'll be waiting with bated breath to see which uh, which athlete will first be promoting the Twelfth Man Foundation. Boy, I tell you, you love talking to a tax lawyer, don't you? Just getting some – those guys are so fun, and they just give you such great information and everything. Travis Brown from the Eagle, Matt Mosley's show. Travis, real sad story. The, the great A&M former player that passed away uh, seemingly suddenly at the age of 55. Boy, you talk to a lot of people. This really seems to be someone that was as beloved – as anybody that's ever come through there. Miles Garrett, other Aggie luminaries, continue to, to, to praise this man. Boy, he just impacted a lot of different people in a lot of different areas at Texas A&M. And I, I think you, uh, you already knew that, but, boy, the outpouring, that really lets you know this was, uh, this was a tremendous guy. Yeah, Terry Price, the defensive ends coach, he was a defensive lineman for the Aggies back in the late 80s, the, the wrecking crew days when they won two uh, Southwest Conference championships, then came back, uh, went off to play a couple years in the NFL, got into coaching, was a grad assistant at A&M under R.C. Slocum for a year, went off, uh, basically was, was uh, Tommy Tuberville's right-hand man, went to Ole Miss with him, went to Auburn with him, and then eventually would reunite with him back again at Texas Tech before Kevin Sumlin brought him back to A&M. He's the guy that created or helped create Miles Garrett, uh, several uh, NFL draft picks. But I think that the and so he was his fame on the field was second to none. But really, what he was famous for was his barbecuing skills. They had these defensive linemen barbecues. They would tweet, and he would do all these different kinds of food. He was an award-winning grill master. He. Uh, did stuff for recruiting visits and things. So, uh, you know, one of our one of my colleagues, the paper, did a story about him and his his grill, his propensity for grilling. And uh, he he man, he he loved doing that. It was a longer battle with illness that we came to find out that his family was keeping private. Uh-huh. Uh, and and so it wasn't as necessarily sudden to some of those in his close circle. But yeah. uh, you know, I think it's cool. Talk to R.C. Slocum, and he said uh, when when C- uh, Coach Price was out there coaching. He, you know, unprovoked told RC that, you know, that Terry Price is, is one of the, 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 the best out there uh, that was Pat Dye at, at Auburn. And so a lot of good stories coming out about uh, Coach wow. Price. Wow, that's good. that is good stuff. Now, speaking of, of barbecuing, do you are you pretty good on the grill? Are you growing into that in terms of do you I mean, you're a newlywed. Do you uh, do you do some grilling? Are you a green egg guy? What are you for the Fourth of July? Uh, are you more of a burger guy, burger and dogs, or will you branch out and go maybe chicken, maybe even some fish? What What do you prefer on the grill on a on a good Fourth of July cookout? I'm a burger guy. I I, I have a I have a hand me down grill from the in laws that uh, you know a couple Fourth of July's ago we were going to fire up, but then it rained. So we ended up cooking the burgers on the George Foreman, which was always, you know, an exciting adventure. But uh, no, I need to step up my grill game. You know, I'm I'm, I'm slowly morphing into that uh, close to what, what what is the tween version of like like middle aged. You know, I'm I'm a middle aged tween, and I need to get mm-hmm. my like uh, dad jokes and my grilling uh, uh, acumen uh, trending upward here pretty soon. Yeah. Just come hang out with me a little bit. You're kind of on the. I mean, are you not a millennial? I'm an elder millennial. I'm I'm okay. thirty, about to be thirty six. So I'm I'm yeah. I'm on that the high end of millennial. 
Yeah, I cannot believe you're 36. I knew you when you were about 22. Um, yeah, keep in mind, by the way, the Schmerger Burger. When you do come into the Metroplex, that's a place that they're serving that at a place called like Craft and Growler, and it's been it's been hailed lately as the greatest burger in Dallas Fort Worth scene. And they smash okay. it together. They smash a couple of patties together, and they do some amazing things. Uh, but it's it's uh, like S C H M U R G E R Schmerger Burger. All right, just keep okay. it in mind. It's uh, it's go. getting a lot of acclaim. And then of I course, think I read something what, about that in D Magazine or something. Yeah, you can't trust that. Uh, uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I I read something the other day. Oh, I went to a roadside. I, I they had they did had done a story on the greatest roadside diners in North Texas, and I found one out near Anna in Westminster, and it was uh, it ended up being a really really cool little place, and the okay. guy was inspired by Adairs in Deep Ellum, and he put this place out in the middle of nowhere in this unincorporated little town of Westminster, Texas. And uh, and out there in the middle is a honky tonk. They have live music and tremendous cheeseburgers. All right, so the, the, these the are original the... Adairs is where my parents met. Oh wow! Well, that's yeah. it's still shout well, it's Jackie still Jack. there. Yeah, yeah. Wes, oh yeah. Well, shout out to them for sure. But uh, the place that we used to, as Baylor students, we used to go out to a place called Westphalia. And they had a little general store, almost a little bit like Luchenbach or something. You get a cheeseburger out there. That was that was really. And then you go out to Bosqueville. They used to have a, uh, a gas station that I could get some uh, catfish. I could get some steaks, that kind of thing. A little gas station out Bosqueville way. So uh, okay. I love talking about that kind of stuff. Okay, Travis, uh, have a great trip. Have a fun for and safe Fourth of July, and and I hope the uh, Rangers deliver one for you as you're decked out in your road whatever those things are called what do you call that the road <laughs> the people no, the, the, the city connect yeah city connect yeah i've not connected with them but uh i'm partial if i was going to wear one it would be the billy sample the old uh richie's this toby Hera, the old powder blues the old yeah. powder blue ranger uniforms to me that's great buddy bell all of that era, that's what I was way into as a kid. Travis, have a great one. I appreciate it. Get back to that tax code, okay? All right. See you, Matt. There he goes. Travis Brown on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Aaron, don't you like how A&M's just like, I mean, you got the IRS sending the memos. You got the NCAA sending the memos, and they're just like, hey, we're going to do what we want to do. Oh, and by the way, we're going to write this state law and lobby for it to get it exactly like we need it. That's power. That's what Baylor had when Governor Ann and Bob Bullock were in, when they said, hey, sorry, sorry, TCU, the Bears are getting into Big 12. Y'all should have gotten somebody elected as governor. And Governor Ann and people out there are like, well, Matt, she was this or that. She was a Democrat. Well, hey, didn't matter back then. She got us in, too. The Big 12. Now, there were moments we were getting our heads knocked in where it was like, wait, do we really want this? But it worked out. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. Think how many times, Aaron, we've thought over the last few years it was going to blow up and we would be out there all alone again. <sighs> Two summers ago, mm. and then also when the A&M thing happened, and Texas looked like they were going to leave circa 2010 or whenever that was, 2009 or 2010. It could have happened back then. Baylor's still standing in the regalvanized, rejuvenated Big 12. 
Um, Aaron, one more note. I thought that was great. You know, Mac went on the uh, the NIL uh, collective they have over there, Sikkim, and uh, or the streaming group, and uh, $3.8 million in donations coming to the Baylor baseball program. And I talked to some people today, and there were some people – Unfortunately, there was somebody that was on vacation that was going to jump on with us. Uh, really loved Chad Jackson, good guy, really good administrator, and he was ready to jump on with us, Aaron, from vacation. But I took mercy on him. I said, no, no, let's just let's let the man enjoy his vacation. But uh, really, uh, good news for the Bears. One individual came up with a seven-figure donation to baseball. Aaron, that's what you need. You got all this bad news. You got people leaving, and then all of a sudden you got, hey, $3.8 million in donations coming to the Baylor baseball program. That's what we need, and I'm glad to see it. And uh, that was fun earlier, too, talking some the Baylor's new associate uh, tennis coach, associate head tennis coach. Aaron, I'm going to look at my pronunciation for that before I throw it out here. Ezoc. Vander Merva. Aaron, you were happy, weren't you, earlier when I told you? I said, Aaron, just call him Ezoc. <laughs> but I, oh, I love, this guy's from South Africa, Johannesburg, uh, South Africa. Great player back in the day, great doubles guy, and just an all-around good dude. He and Michael Woodson uh, have, to, have, have they got a complimentary team. Uh, they're good. And then they've got, he was also um, mentioning their, uh, their office manager, she's really cool and does a great job for them. And um, anyway, I'll give her a shout-out later when I have uh, her name in front of me. But good, she does a great job, too. Izak Vandermerva, big-time player, great wingspan, loves to play at the net, and not quite finished as he gets ready to turn 40, still kind of thinking, hey, I'd like to go enter a few of these pro tournaments. And uh, we'll have to look, Aaron, and see how our guy did in that. Uh, I think Coach would have told us if Charlie Broom had of advanced, but he was in one of those uh, Wimbledon uh, qualifiers here in the last 48 hours. So that's a lot of fun. All right, Matt Mosley show continues. Dismounts next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Introducing the new B.O.B. Ballin' on a Budget Family Pack at Hellberg Barbecue. The B.O.B. Family Pack feeds up to four people. It includes one pound of pork steak, a smoked, then fried half chicken, half pound of sausage, two pint sides, and a pint of their famous banana pudding, all for $40. And Thursdays from 4 until 7, you can save 20% on this deal. The B.O.B. Family Pack is available for just $32. Hellberg Barbecue, 8532 North Highway 6, Waco. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood. Cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. 
Oh yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Everson Tractors has provided you with affordable and reliable top-of-the-line Branson tractors for over 30 years. And they're excited to announce that Branson has now teamed up with TYM to combine their forces. Everson's commitment to exceptional service, outstanding value, and innovative machinery is now bigger, stronger, and better. If you're a full-time rancher or weekend warrior, come see the all-new lineup of TYM tractors today at the locally owned and operated Everson Tractor Sales in Robinson, where service is our name. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.5% interest for 72 months with 5000 down cash or trade. TTL extra seat dealer for details. Richard Cars Lot is loaded with pre-owned cars and trucks that need to move. Qualified buyers can now get a 2014 Cadillac SRX for only $160 a month or get a 2014 pre-owned Chevy Silverado for only $270 a month. Over 90 used, thoroughly inspected vehicles in stock. 100% approval is our goal. Call, log in, or get here now to save on your next ride at Richard Car. At Richard Car, we give you more. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. This is the Matt Mosley Show. And um, we had a strong day on a lot of different fronts. That's a really good guest. And uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. And then we'll be back Monday. And some of you will be holidaying we'll uh we'll work and uh, maybe while you're out grilling or doing whatever driving around going on trips you can hear it you can listen to us and we'll we'll do some fun things and uh, we'll be happy and the rangers are playing both those days by the way so we'll be reacting to how the rangers do rangers lost today they did lose eight to five it happens okay and uh cody bradford went out pitched fairly well Eight strikeouts in four and a third inning. Threw two, had a few too many pitches for four and a, um, I think he went four and a third. And he threw ooh, about 90 pitches. That's the Baylor, former Baylor pitcher. And uh, he's honestly done a nice job. Um, and uh, really, uh, really proud of him. Uh, I mean, he, he's his stuff, obviously, he's throwing too many pitches and he walked three. But his stuff plays at that next level. And uh, appreciate everybody who's been a part of this. NFL had a big suspension. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. I want everybody to have a tremendous evening. And then we will look forward to talking to you at 4 o'clock, straight up, tomorrow, Friday. Good night, everyone. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 athletics. Here now is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris. 
Friday. It's time for a check of Big 12 Athletics on today's Modern Media Big 12 Buzz. Coming up, we'll hear from the commissioner of the Big 12, Brett Yormark, with the four new 